Hello, DGens. Welcome to Degenerate Takes. I am the Brofic One, AJ. With me, as always, is my co-host, Noah. Noah, what a weekend we had, dude. Not just a solid gambling weekend that you and I had, but also just a good, interesting football weekend. Let's, I'm not going to go with a good football weekend, because let me say, there were some ugly games, both on college and the pro side, that we saw. Can't say it was the best football I've seen all week, all year, but I'm really happy with a lot of the results. Starting with college, I mean, bro. As you can see on my wall, the shirt finally hit. Don't it's get back. me wrong. It's, the shirt is the back. The shirt's back, bro. It's simple as that. I just had to wait. You see, I was I was ignoring the Pac-12 for so long when in reality I knew there was a winner deep in there. And so I just had to go and find it, you know. And now all is right with the world. The shirt is back on track. We're three and four, about to go 500 this week. Stay tuned for degenerate bets later on in the week to figure out what the shirt well, is. AJ, I got an, I got an interesting nugget. Other than um, you know, the one outlier where you didn't take an underdog money line and you took Texas to cover True. Um, all of your shirts where you've taken an underdog money line, they have all covered the spread. That's interesting. So that might be something that we need. That's a trend we may need to look at going into this week. We, my dogs are really good at covering the spread. So, so if you don't, if you don't love, if you don't line. love the money line, Ooh. maybe take the spread on AJ's shirts. They've been uh, pretty solid. True. So don't fade me completely. Just kind of half fade me. But we'll you're three and fade. three. Oh, three units and... wise. Units, units wise, wise, you're up. Uh, sure, it's got to be up. Oh, sure, it's up big about, on units wise. Got to be up three and three. Got to be up about two units, I would imagine, with those money line underdog picks. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's all the shirt knows how to do is make money and win. And we're going to continue that trend on this week. But Noah, besides the shirt hitting in, honestly, the most heart attack way it possibly could have hit with that last minute pick <laughs> like holy shit yeah. <laughs> i had a heart attack mid mid pick but besides that dude i want to talk about one of the more interesting games of the week i i don't even know how to describe what i saw it's a of game the, that i love of the season maybe if we're talking about the same game I don't we're know definitely we are. talking about the same game we're definitely talking okay. about it. we're talking about penn state and illinois penn state a team i have been hot on all season uh, bro Explain this to me, okay? You know, usually in sports betting and everything, I know this isn't degenerate bets, but usually in betting in general, a game goes into overtime, and you love that as an overbetter because that means there have been points on the board. There's a lot more time left in everything. Noah, this game didn't only go to one overtime. It didn't only go to double <laughs> overtime. It went to nine effing overtimes, bro. What? How, and, 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 bro, the under hit. The under hit. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Like, I'm just flabbergasted that this was even a game. I'm flabbergasted that this is what it came down to. And I can't believe we're sitting here talking about a game that went nine overtimes and hit an under hit. Yeah, I, that's crazy. I mean, 20 to 18 final score. I mean, overtime, you're especially college overtime, you're expecting oh points and, and lots of points. Um, I think it was uh, Texas A&M and LSU last year that went to like seven overtimes. That game yeah. was at like a hundred, I was at like 140 points. That game was like 70 to oh, seven, yeah. 70 something to 70 something. Uh, yeah. This one total of 38 points and nine overtimes. Just stupid. I mean, just stupid. Uh, Penn state's got, uh, they got problems on offense. Yeah. They got big problems cool. on offense. Their defense is one of the best in the country, but man, they got, they got offensive issues with scoring the ball and, moving the ball so yeah they just really, really couldn't get it started and it's not the Penn State team that I've grown to love as a team that can cover 
it was just a disappointing game overall for Penn State. But if I'm Illinois, I'm very happy with my performance. Maybe not on the offensive side of the ball because neither teams offensively should be happy with what they did. Excuse me. Oh, this is a major, this is a major major win for for an Illinois program yeah. that's uh, you know one of the one of the bottom feeders of the Big Ten. Yeah, knocking off Penn State. Um, yeah, I, I mean, reality of it is, it doesn't really affect too much with the Big Ten standings. Uh, Penn State still sitting in that four slot in the uh, Big Ten East. <sighs> I, I mean, they got Ohio State coming up this next week. Uh, I think that's going to be a rough game for Penn State. Ohio State, a team who was kind of struggling the first three weeks to get their footing, but Definitely they have really, the really found their stride now, and they're looking like a top five, like a playoff team. They look like the best team in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, um, easily. I expect uh, I expect this to be a, a rough one next week for Penn State. It will be a rough one for next week, and we'll cover this more on Degenerate Bets because this is definitely one of the games that I want to talk about because I think this Penn State defense is going to cause some issues for this yeah. Ohio State offense because it's not like I mean like they're, you they're good they're earlier they're, they're legit a good team but they did start off struggling and I don't know if that's just because the offense is young and this Penn State defense maybe can rattle. But they're not that young. I mean, are they not? Cl- no, their quarterback Clifford. He's he's experienced. Oh. Well, so they, they got, I mean, they got an experienced quarterback. They got, uh, I mean, their number one receiver has been there two or three years. So they're, oh, okay. um, I don't, I don't think they're a super young team. I just don't think they have, I don't know if it's play calling or just the firepower, but they just, uh, clearly they're not clicking on offense. Um, defense is causing a lot of problems for a lot of teams. I mean, yeah. obviously as um, Ohio state, like that's what Ohio state does. You know, that defense is always solid. Penn state. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about right. Penn State. My bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah defense yeah, causes I, issues. I don't know. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I don't know. That was uh, definitely the most interesting game of our uh, yeah. college football week. Oh, yeah. Uh, most disappointing game for you and I. Arizona finding a way to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory and I came into this game fully expecting to just you know lose by at least two or three touchdowns had no hopes uh no aspirations Arizona still found a way to disappoint me by um I I thought we were gonna win yeah I I mean up 13 to 0 at half 16 to 7 at the end of the third quarter I mean it really looked like our defense was clamping down. I mean, Washington's got a bad offense, but oh, dude. we're playing well. And we looked like we were going to win. And like I said, just uh, snat- snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, like oh, only U of A knows how to do. God, dude, it was awful. It was awful. And so, like, imagine this, bro. So I'm at work, right? And I see this game going on, and I'm like, well, shit. U of A, I mean, like, I told myself going into Saturday, I'm not going to do any live betting. That's where I lose my money. I'm going to stay disciplined. I'm, and I was already up a couple of units. So that was probably my bad getting a little cocky there. So I was watching the game and I see U of A is up and they're still at plus money on the money line. And I'm like, Ooh, because the spread, I didn't like the price on the spread. So I was like, all right, I'll throw a unit on the money line. Let's see what happens. And then they were up by like two touchdowns or something like that, like two possessions at least. And they were still at plus money on the money line. And this was like towards the end of the second quarter. And I'm like, fuck it, let's go. I'll throw another unit on that. And then, U of A doing like, dude, I we're so 
uh, like we have our homecoming coming up against Cal and you know, I want to do the Homer shirt and everything. I really uh, want to do it, but it'll, it'll be, fuck, dude. I'll say it, it'll be the last game this season that I think we have a shot at winning. Because this Cal team is terrible. They are. Yeah, but we're, but we're, we're, but we're worse. Oh, way worse, way worse. But that, um, like that, but that yeah. time against Washington state, was it, it was Washington state, right? Washington. No, Washington. No. Sorry. Yeah. Washington. That time against Washington, though, when we did move the ball, we did score, we did get some stops. It made me feel confident that we're at least moving a little bit in the right direction. And that might be, as a U of A fan, trying to look at this with a positive outspin. However, I I really think that we may be just trending a little bit in the right direction, at least playing okay football every once in a while. Yeah, I think we are. Uh, My biggest problem is... We only seem to play three quarters, like two and a half, three quarters. Uh, I mean, uh, playing Oregon in Oregon, we were, I mean, we were only down, what, five points going into the fourth quarter, ended up losing by like 20 something. But oh, yeah. Because um, I think they outscored us like 21 to zero or something close to that. But we were only down five going into the fourth quarter of that one. Um, you know, a lot of our other games this year, we've, we've, we just don't show up in the fourth quarter. I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's the same thing in both college and NFL. Uh, before you can get over that hump and get better as a team, you see it with a lot of these teams with you know new coaches, new systems. You have to figure out how to win first. Like the Lions are a prime example of that. Yeah. They've been so close in almost all of their games. They were right there in it with oh, the Rams so too. Oh, so close with the Rams. But – I think with these like new coaches, new systems, sometimes it, you, you got to figure out how to win before you can be good. Gotta like you can be in win. games. Got to figure out how to step on the throat. I think that's the big thing. You got to figure you, out how you to can step be in, on that throat. Yeah, you can be in games and be competitive, but it's uh, you know it's the the just figuring out how to close it out and to win. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm and we'll get to it um, a little bit later in the episode. But like Brady and the Bucks just absolutely stomping on my Chicago bears and Justin Fields. We'll get to that game in a little bit. Cause I've got some interesting thoughts on that, that I think you'll enjoy as a Packers fan. We'll get to that in a bit though. There's just one other college team I want to talk about really quick because I think they've secured us officially their spot as number one for the rest of the season. I'm talking about Georgia, bro. This Georgia team literally looks unstoppable. They're going to win the rest of their games this season. Looking at the board right now, they have Florida next week, Missouri, the week after Tennessee, Charleston South, I believe, and then Georgia Tech. I think Tennessee is going to give them a little bit of a run for their money because I kind of like the way the volunteers are playing. Don't get me wrong, not a big run for their money, but I think they're going to be at least a little bit more competitive than these other teams. But I see Georgia sweeping the rest of this series, like this season, excuse me. And, you know, are we going to get Georgia Bama in the college college championships then? Um, It depends because – they will most likely meet in the SEC championship. Oh, if, yeah. I didn't think about that. But if, if Georgia beats Bama in the SEC championship, I don't think a two-loss Bama team gets into the college football playoff. If it's, if it's If it's the other way around, Bama will probably get the one seed and Georgia will get, like, the three or the four. Um, and then, you know, we could see these two teams play twice, you know, SEC championship and then the national championship. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all, but I don't, I don't know that Bama gets in, um, with, 
you're you're going to have one spot pretty much reserved for a Big Ten team with yeah. you know between Ohio between Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, um, Iowa, potentially Minnesota. Little really really big sleeper there. Um, uh, like sleeper isn't a huge long shot, but they do. Minnesota does still control their own destiny in the Big Ten West. Sure. Um, somehow some way but you know so one of those will be a big 10 team for sure um unless oklahoma loses you got oklahoma in there uh oregon if they win the rest of their games it's going to be tough but they might have a case uh, and then cincinnati so long as they don't lose cincinnati actually i, I like cincinnati um especially you know in the rankings not dropping despite having um you know, a one, one score win against Navy, uh, not blowing them out. Yeah. I think people realize how good the Cincinnati team is. So I just, I don't know that there's room for a two loss team. I do obviously Georgia and Bama both could easily make it. Yeah. But I, um, I, I agree with you. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a shot for it. There shouldn't be a shot for a two loss Bama team to make it into the college playoffs and everything. But I think you and I both understand that this college playoff committee is filled with interesting people, to put it very politely. And I think that if they can squeeze Bama in there for the con- for all the money and everything, I think they will be. Can you imagine the Nick Saban Aflac commercial that would come out this year if he made it to the national championships? Holy shit. It would be a big commercial for Aflac. Well, yeah, and, and what will happen with Bama is if they do – you know, if it's Bama, Georgia in the SEC championship, like it probably will be. Um, if Bama beats Georgia there, you know, Georgia's in because they're a one-loss team. They're one yeah. losses to Bama. Um, I mean, Bama and Georgia are going to push out either Cincinnati or Oklahoma. One of those teams, teams isn't going to make the cut if you have a one-loss Bama and a one-loss Georgia. Yeah. Even an undefeated Oklahoma or an undefeated Cincinnati one of the two will get pushed out. And I hope there's enough pressure that Cincinnati would make it instead of Oklahoma. I do think Cincinnati's yeah. a better team than Oklahoma. Way better team than Oklahoma. Even though this Caleb kid is doing a hell of a lot better than Rattler. Yeah, he, he's, he's made that team look like a playoff team. Yeah. All right. So last thing on college football, and then I want to go to the NFL because I got a lot, of, a lot to talk about on, yes. going on in the NFL. I just want yes or no from you on this one. And then we'll get more in the detail uh, next week. Spencer Rattler, does he go into the transfer portal or does he stay? I mean, I'm sorry. Does Spencer Rattler go into the transfer portal at the end of this year? At the end of this year, yes or no? Yeah, at the end of this season. He won't go before the end of the season. But I agree. He is in that transfer there, portal trying to find somewhere to go. His his draft stock is dead for this year at least. Oh, um, get him out. I mean, he can he can earn that back. He'll go to another high. Oh, absolutely. Pro- program, um, like he'll. He'll he'll end up at one of those like mid-tier SEC schools. Mid-tier, mid-tier SEC or honestly go to USC and dominate the Pac-12 with Pete Carroll for a year. Well, Pete Carroll's not leaving. Uh, I don't know, man. After this year with what the Seahawks are doing, <laughs> Mike Tomlin's definitely not going I, to that USC. That was so that was God, that was so funny. If if you guys haven't seen that interview, uh somehow some rumor popped up that Mike Tomlin was at like interviewing for the USC job. He gets asked about it. And he said, he said, never say never. 
but never. <laughs> and then he said, he said, there is no booster with a big enough blank check to get him to go leave his job with the Steelers to go to the USC. And, and he college. said, I, and he said, I'm going to answer all questions now, next week and forever about this. No, not going to happen. Never want to talk about it again. Honestly, <laughs> the best interview in the NFL since Aaron Rodgers had his 35 minute therapy session in the preseason before um, about the Packers front office. But yeah, let's get into the NFL, bro, because this was a crazy week. A lot of big favorites, a lot of huge spreads as we talked about on degenerate bets, but bro, a lot of these spreads covered. And that's what I find absolutely crazy. If, Betters yeah. and normal betters would have stayed with the trend of picking a lot of these favorites and picking the spread and everything like that. The books would have probably had another one of their worst weeks in, you know, sports betting history or something like yeah. that. A couple well, weeks ago. It's, it's, I think it's the same in every sport. It's my philosophy. I've told you with college basketball, AJ is bet the big spreads because they usually those big spreads should be larger than they are. People just get, People, um, you know, they get they get scared of the big spreads. Yeah. And so a lot of times those those large spreads are actually a couple points less than what they should be realistically. And uh, yeah, I mean, this week proved it. I mean, more of them hit than than didn't on the favorites. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, let's take all right. Let's take the best team in the NFL right now. The Arizona Cardinals, for example, beating the Texans 31 to five. Crazy game, but Cardinals really just stepped it up after coming out to a slow start. This spread, I got it at 17 and a half. It, closed it was at 20, 20 at and game half. time. 20 and yeah, a half at some books. 20, yeah, 20, 20 and a half at some shops. But it covered, covered no problem whatsoever. Here we are. Let's collect that money at minus 110 and call it good. Cardinals looked unbelievable, especially. And we'll get to it on degenerate bets and everything. Well, I guess I mean, we can talk about Houston's, it. Houston's the worst team in the league right now. Um, yeah. Even even though they do have one win, uh, the like I mentioned before, the Lions have been getting real close. Uh, Houston's just since Tyrod Taylor went out there. I mean, Davis Mills is not the guy. He's bad. Um, they're just getting demoralized. Oh yeah. And they're I mean they've been trading trading people, releasing people. Like they're getting rid of all the decent players they have left they just don't care they're just in full tank mode uh they're gonna go one in 16 maybe not and maybe they maybe they beat jacksonville for a second time but i don't even think they want to like i think jacksonville will be motivated to win that game and houston won't and i get that who knows who knows maybe maybe tyrod taylor comes back and it sparks their offense and everything again and they start competing see i they've they've looked bad See, They've point, just looked really bad. Yeah, absolutely. And at this point, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to not see Tyrod Taylor the rest of the season, whether he's healthy or not, because I think Tyrod Taylor gives them a chance to win. And I think they need, they want to get a good draft pick and they don't want get a the, chance to win. Well, cause uh, God, we've gone the thing, I don't know over, the, we've gone over this. They, they do have their first round pick. We've talked year. about this. Yes. And apparently you and I, and I've watched so many of these sports talk shows and everything, cause I have nothing else better to do with my day. We, you and I are apparently the only geniuses on earth who took a look at what the draft capital actually is for the Texans and what they actually have. Because all these idiots keep talking about is, oh, holy shit, the fucking Texans, they've got no one to draft for the next fucking 10 years. Well, dude, well, all well, it they, takes they, is they, a quick Google they, search and you obviously given away, see. They've, 
given away a lot of picks, but a they have their first. They have their. Or? They have their first. They kept like most of their first round picks. They just, a lot of their second and thirds we saw. It was a lot of the fourth and fifth and sixth uh, rounds that we well, saw that were going. Some later twos and threes, but that's like a couple yeah, years down the road. It, 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 there were a lot of threes involved in there, maybe a couple twos, but they have pretty much all their first round picks. So, yeah, uh, so you know, at least there's that. Yeah, and don't and, get me wrong. Unless you're like a, and, an amazing drafter like Belichick and you can get a Brady in the ninth or something like that, that's different. But the Texans well, are not going to draft it. And, and I think maybe what you do if you're them – because a number one is worth a lot more than a mid or late first round pick. Um, they might be able to leverage that number one overall pick if they get it into like three other first round picks, you know, trade back to trade back to eight or nine or 10 and then get like another first round pick or two for that number one overall. Uh, that's totally something that could happen. And then, yeah. um, you know, that's kind of what you need to do when you're like, in a, in a, I mean, they've stripped down their team to the bare bones. Um, All they if, have really is Deshaun Watson, and he is not even playing for the team. Yeah, and that's if they can even deal him for anything. Uh, Bro, if the Dolphins are, now. he's worth. If the now. Dolphins are stupid enough to give up draft picks for him, dude, they might though because the way two is playing, he two is not developing the way the Dolphins want him to develop, and I really. I don't know if well, it's he's got no, he's got no. It's the Dolphins because I don't really think the Dolphins have any weapons, and I really am not trusting this offensive line that I've been told is so good. Uh, they have good receiving weapons. Uh, they got serviceable running backs. Uh, Mike Kosecki's not a bad tight end. Uh, offensive line's not like god awful. Uh, it's I think he doesn't have any good like coaching around him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also just I don't. I never had faith in Tua anyways, so. I know you didn't. I know you were never really a big Tua fan. Uh, but there's also a report out right now that's saying a lot of these, a lot of the Dolphins players are out on Brian Flores and kind of annoyed with him over a lot of this Deshaun Watson hmm. talk just because they're uncertain in who their quarterback is. And I say at this point, it's a little well, too Flores, late. Flores, Flores shut it down. But Did he? Obvi- yeah, but it's, you know, obviously it's the GM's decision at the end of the day. Obviously whether or not he listens to what the coach wants, but Flores, no, he, when those rumors started swirling, Flores came out and he said, no, two is our quarterback. Like we're, you know, that's what we're doing, but I don't know what it's like inside of the locker room. Uh, That's, you know, yet to be seen. Uh, But, you know, we were, we were talking about those, those big point favorites hitting this week. Yes, sir. Uh, of the favorites that were seven points or larger, uh, Green Bay covered. Oh, yeah, easy. New England covered. Yes, they did. The Rams did not. But they did then not. Arizona and Tampa Bay, the other two teams with a seven-plus point spread, all covered. So four out of five. That's Yeah, that's not pretty bad. Pretty big for over a touchdown spread. Absolutely. And especially in that Buccaneers game, what that line ended up closing at like what, 10, 11 points. I think it stayed around 12, 12 and a half. Did it stay around 12, it, 12 and a half? I didn't see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it fell too much. It might've fallen like a point to like 11 and a half, but. But still 12 points. I mean, that's a two, that's easily a two touchdown game right there. Two possession game at the most. And I think this just speaks. I don't <laughs> Justin think this. Fields with six turnovers, <laughs> three interceptions, three fumbles. Oh my God, dude. What? Like, I think his facial expression said it all. 
I mean, he was sitting there on the bench. What was that? Mid fourth or mid third or something like that. Just completely defeated. And I think that's every Bears fan right now. And I think that Matt Nagy got the perfect time to get COVID. That's all I'm saying. Because I think this motherfucker is about to get fired. I really do. Because, bro, we gave him, we gave him all the draft time. We gave him all the chances and everything. He's got this prodigy. He's supposed to be some offensive guru, but he can't call a fucking play to save his life. And here he well, is. He, on tur- he, turned over, he turned over the play calling to, to Bill Lazor. Yeah, great. That guy should be fired, too. So, like, we need to literally do a top-to-bottom sweep uh, from GM all through this coaching staff. Shit, honest to God, give me MCDC from fucking Detroit. Get Dan Campbell in there. I'd much prefer him over – I'd literally prefer a fucking broomstick at this point over Matt Nagy. They might at least be able to call a fucking play. This is getting ridiculous, dude. And honest to God, if the Bears stick with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace for another year – I, I, it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard to be a fan of them next year because they, I, it's, I'm just going to watch them throw this team down the toilet, down the toilet, flush it around, and then we'll take another shit on it because it didn't go all the way, and then we'll get the plunger out, bro. Seriously, they're a fucking – they're worse. Like, the only thing that's positive about them is this COVID test. It's so disappointing at this point. But that's all I really have to say on the Bears. Thank you for coming to my Bears bitchy minute. No, are there any any anything else? Oh, okay. I, we got to talk about this, bro. The Bengals routing the Baltimore Ravens, forty-one to seventeen. Are the Bengals real, bro? Yes, but yeah? not to the extent that a lot of people are jumping on them. Uh, would be my take. Okay, uh, I've I've seen a couple things say like grouping the Bengals into the six or seven teams as Super Bowl contenders. That, that's that's too much. The Bengals are not they're not Super Bowl contenders. No. Baltimore just has a defense that occasionally does not like to show up. Yeah. And sometimes that's for a quarter, sometimes it's for a half. In this one it was the entire fucking game they didn't show up. But I mean, last week against the Colts, um, is that last week or two two weeks ago against the Colts? uh, They didn't show up the first half. They were down big. Lamar led a heroic comeback. Um, Amazing. Last week they played the Chargers and they showed up for the entire game. But they've had stretches where, like, you know, this has been the Bengals – or not the Bengals, the Ravens' defense the entire season is – they have for stretches, like, not shown up and sometimes they play great and sometimes they play awful um they're just very inconsistent uh they're ranked 24th in the nfl in total defense right now um they were i I think preseason projections were supposed to be the best defense in the nfl clearly i mean they had some big injuries big injuries true um you know losing your number one cornerback yeah, doesn't help uh, a couple other injuries they've had there. I mean, the Ravens have just been hit by the injury bug hard since so, preseason oh, before man, the season even began. Uh, the, the Ravens are still a good competitive team who could show up every week. Yeah, it's just I think the Bengals came with a really good defensive game plan and the Ravens defense just didn't show up. Um, yeah. 
I, I do think the Ravens are still a better team than the Bengals. It's just this game and the score doesn't <laughs> reflect that. But I do think the Bengals are legit. I think they'll make the playoffs um, based yeah. on the way they're playing. I think they'll be – I don't think they're going to win the division. I do think the Ravens will win that division. Um, but the Bengals will be fighting it out with, uh, you know, the Browns and possibly even the Steelers if they can start clicking. Yeah. Um, the Steelers are my least favorite out of the three right now. But um, I, I'm also not going to go as far as counting out the Steelers for taking a wild card spot. Because, I mean, that Steelers defense is when they can get back fully healthy, they are legit. They are good. Uh, their offense clearly fucking sucks. But, yeah. uh, you know, if, if they figure out their offense partway through the season at some point, the Steelers could be a dangerous team. And, you know, that's not unheard of for a team to find their identity halfway through the season. True. So, well, uh, that, divi- about- that division's that division will be interesting though. And it will come down to the wire, probably to the last game or two of the season. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that for sure. It most definitely will come down to the wire. I want to talk about another team though, that we kind of find interesting kind of stepping into their own, as you were talking about Tennessee Titans, just blowing out the chiefs 27 to three, the chiefs just didn't have a chance. They didn't have a chance. Once Derek Henry started getting, get going, uh, Ryan Tannehill started just having a fucking field day with that defense, throwing the ball to AJ Brown and Julio Jones deeper and farther on every other pass bro. It was unbelievable. The chiefs were trying to stop Derrick Henry, but just left the passing game open. That yep. led to Patrick Mahomes just trying to do way too much. And that's what led to all the mistakes and the turnovers and everything. If this chiefs defense cannot get it together, Patrick Mahomes will not play good football. Patrick Mahomes doesn't play good football. This chiefs team does not win games. Fade the Chiefs, especially like I, I love the I love betting against the Chiefs live. If they have a bad first quarter, they're gonna have a bad game. So I'm kind of fading the Chiefs for from here on out, definitely against the spread since they can't cover to save their fucking life anyway. But this I, Titans team, I'm liking this Titans team with a healthy team. Yeah, I I love I love the Titans. I don't know what happened in that Jets game. Um I'm going to chalk that up to a fluky game, just like the Packers getting blown out 38 to three against the saints in week one is just a fluky off game that the Titans ended up losing to the jets in overtime. I think if they play them nine more times, the Titans, I, you know, I'd be happy to take the Titans in all nine of those, but um, the Titans are good. They're good. I mean, I picked them to win that division um, very confidently Um I expected the Colts to be a little bit better, but they seem like they're kind of hitting their stride a little bit. I do still think the Titans are the best team in this division. Um, I don't even think it's close. I think the Titans outmatch the Colts pretty good. Yeah. Um, And Derrick Henry, even though he didn't show up big on the stat sheet in this game, holy shit, it's the Derrick Henry effect. The Chiefs were stacking seven or eight in the box every yeah, single play, they had which, allowed, which allowed Tannehill to have single coverage with every single receiver. You, you, put, you put A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones in single coverage okay. with, with, you know, and then, you know, safety or somebody else is in single coverage because they got eight guys in the box half the time trying to stop Derrick Henry. <clears throat> it's like game over. You're putting two great receivers in one-on-one coverage, um, you know, because, God, the Chiefs are biting so hard on every single play action. Uh, every single one. Be- beautiful offensive play calling. Uh, Chiefs couldn't get anything going. 
But my hot take on the Chiefs, though, is the defense isn't their biggest problem right now. What it's is? their offense. It's their offense. How because sad. they have not had great defenses the last two years. I mean, this defense is worse. Uh, that's for sure. But <clears throat> they haven't had great defenses the last two years. Um, this whole offseason, they were talking about how they're fixing all their offensive line issues. That clearly didn't happen. No. Um, Mahomes is trying to play hero ball. He had another three turnovers against the Titans. He's now got more turnovers through, what, seven games this season than he's had the last two seasons combined. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah. No, Mahomes, uh, I, I think a lot of his safety blankets are kind of gone, and he's still trying to play hero ball. And he's getting smacked in the face and realizing that that's, I mean, they will be a much better rounded team and be producing better when Mahomes starts throwing those dump off passes, going to his checkdowns, stop when he stops trying to do crazy things, throwing the ball out of bounds, you know, rather than trying to force things. Um, Mahomes is just trying to do too much right now. Yeah. And if they can just get an efficient, offense going to keep themselves in games you know it's so long if they're within a score like if they're only down one score instead of you know down over 20 points at halftime then he doesn't need to play all this hero ball and you can really get your stuff going because Tyree kills amazing Travis Kelsey's amazing uh, they don't really have much of a running game but um, it would be really nice for them if they had like a third option that was actually efficient but they don't really need it. I mean, you got yeah, Kelsey and Hill, which are probably the best one-two punch in the league. Oh, yeah. Easily. Uh, it, it's just you can't be playing from 20 points behind. No, you can't at all. Or, you really can't or, at all. Or you, you can't be getting 10 points behind in the first quarter every game. And not all of that's on their defense because it's on their offense, too, because if they can, you know, instead of trying to just, like, score, 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 um, if you score on a seven or eight minute drive, that completely changes things. You wear down the defense and then you open up so many more opportunities. So um, I do think their offense is going to have to figure it out. By the way, going to interject real quick. Braves yes. just won. Braves just won six to two, taking game one. Fuck yeah. Uh, we love that. I saw love that. Nine, 96% of the country cheering for the Braves in this World Series because nobody fucking likes cheaters. Fuck the Astros. Fuck them. Never should win um, another title again. They should have been banned from even making the playoffs. They all, all those players should have been banned from baseball like poor Pete Rose was. Fuck all of them. They should never win another title. I hope they're cursed longer than the Cubs are. <laughs> so just had to interject with that because just yeah. saw that. Which, by the way, if the anyone's curious on my World Series pick, I'm obviously got a couple tickets on the Braves to win the whole thing, but that's another talk for. I'm a, I'm a Braves in six, maybe Braves in seven type of guy. I, I like Braves in seven a lot. Bit. I think it's going to be a good series. <laughs> I think it's going to be back and forth though. I think the Braves. I think the Braves long term have a better pitching staff. I obviously Morton getting hurt in mm. the second inning was a big shot to the gut, but what was that? It was a fractured tibia or fibia. I don't know. They said it was serious. Yeah, X-rays, it was so. effed up. He ain't playing anymore this season, but he is looking. Well, they, they have, did they say. Have, they have Max Fried still, so. Yeah, I love Fried. That guy's but, a But um, the Ast- Astros are out one of, uh, what's his face, one of their main pitchers. 
that's right. Um, we got injured in the ALDS. Yeah, yeah. Who is that guy? Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. I can't think of the name. But either, anyways, but anyway. should we get back to the NFL? Yeah, you got anything else to cover on that? I mean, besides the Lions getting ahead early and kind of throwing it away, we already covered that. Patriots routing the Jets. Nothing surprising there, except our boy Zach Wilson the, the Lions, injured. Poor guy. Yeah, I feel bad for him. But, and also, poor Joe um, Flacco for having to go back to the Jets. That sucks. Yeah, getting traded back. <laughs> um, man, I'm, I'm t- the Lions are due for a win. I mean, they... They gave it everything they had. I mean, obviously, the the surprise onside kick, uh, two fake punts that both converted, and they still came up short. I mean, that's tough. Uh, but this team's hungry. This team's ready for a win. Um, I think they're playing Philadelphia this week, so this yep. could very this could very very well be the week. Um, I actually wouldn't even be too surprised if the Lions come out and beat Philly by double digits. That's a take right there. Well, this is this is their first game against a you know not great team. I think. True. I mean, who who have they who have they played so far? I mean, they've had a pretty tough schedule this year. Yeah, they've been um, San Francisco, Green Bay, Baltimore, Chicago, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Rams, Philadelphia, by Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chicago, Minnesota, Denver, Arizona, Atlanta, Seattle. Green Bay. That is a rough fucking schedule right there for this. And, and they got and they got they got Philly at home. Um, I mean, what they they almost led this incredible comeback week one against the Niners, who aren't super uh, great. But they're you know as far as two win teams, the Niners are pretty good. I will say my favorite Pardon. post on Twitter I saw this NFL but Sunday then, was uh, someone saying how excited they were to see Jimmy G be the face of the XFL next year. <laughs> but then i mean you know and then and then they have that devastating loss to the ravens week two um lose to the bears which that one was a uh, you know that one didn't look great they weren't super competitive in that um oh they packers game obviously that that was week two they got blown up by the packers come back really close against the ravens not super close against the Bears, really close against the Vikings, get blown out by the Bengals. So they're on, a, they're on an every other week schedule right now, um, which if they continue that, not so great for this week. But uh, Philly is a three and a half point favorite. I like the Lions money line. Um, I just I, I think they're they're due. They um, are but, due. But, uh, you know, Pittsburgh the week after. That could be an opportunity. I don't think they'll beat the Browns. They'll probably beat the Bears because, like I said, the Lions always find a way to beat the Bears once. It's never twice. It's just they always just one. steal one. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think they're due. Um, I don't think Seattle is doing too bad, actually, with Geno Smith. No, not they, at all. I, I mean, obvi- obviously, they've lost two games, but they've been competitive. Like they're, they're, um, you know, lucky for them. They got, I think they got the Jaguars this week. So, uh, yeah, they do. They got Jacksonville if, this week, and then a bye. If, if yeah, if you're Seattle, it's a good time to beat Jacksonville. Um, you know, it's not, obviously not 
super great going in uh, three and five to your bye week, but going to that bye week, uh, they're planning on getting Russell Wilson back for the week after against the Packers. Um, I, I wouldn't give up hope yet on Seattle. Yeah. If you're a Seattle fan, you know, you still could pull it together and make the playoffs. Obviously it doesn't look super tremendous, but my, uh, let's just, let's just my, say I feel better being a Seattle fan than I do <clears throat> being a 49ers fan. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers look like they just, they've got a, a lot of issues. And and let's talk about the 49ers for a hot second, because I don't think a lot of that game was, issues. that game was fun to watch as sloppy as it's oh my god there had to have been like eight or eight or nine fumbles in that game it was fucking terrible dude it was like what 40 40 mile an hour winds and oh man and, and raining heavy heavy rain heavy rain like fucking 20 inches of rain it was insane we had, we had an, an atmospheric river going over san okay. francisco that and is then, the actual weather term and then let's and they talk covered about it multiple times. they did they could not have said that shit enough they also couldn't have said enough how oh it's fine the field has drainage in it so it won't get fucking slick or whatever that's great for the fucking field but let's talk not about the ball. these athletes <laughs> and the fucking ball like I don't give a shit about the field. Let's talk about the fact that the quarterbacks aren't going to be able to throw the ball for three of the fucking four quarters until they figure it out. Well, also, I, I do have to say, I don't get why some players still wear gloves when it is that rainy. It doesn't when matter. When the rain's coming that hard. It doesn't matter. Take the, take the gloves off. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've played football. You, yes. I mean, yeah, I played football. Those, those gloves are a little bit, not a great. lot. Except for when they get soaked. Yeah. When they get soaked, they're more slippery than your bare hands. And I mean, in they were they were talking about it in the uh Seattle New Orleans games a lot of the last night, because they were getting some residual, not near not nearly as bad, but a lot of those players were not wearing gloves. Yeah. You don't wear gloves in the heavy rain. I mean, if it's lightly raining, you're fine. Um, but Holy shit. I mean, those things get soaking wet. I mean, they become more slippery than your hands. I, I don't get it, but clearly nobody could hang. Nobody could hold on to the fucking ball. No one, game. literally no one. It was just so, a matter of who was going to fumble it last, really, until the Colts pulled yeah, away. I mean, God, there, there had to had to have been close to a dozen fumbles in that game. Oh, not not all of quick. Not all of them lost, but the amount of dropped interceptions too. Uh, that was crazy on both fumbles. sides. I mean, so there were also there. So the only set I have right now is fumbles lost, and there was two on each team. Two, um, and the 49ers had two interceptions. I'm trying to see if there's total. But the amount of the amount of dropped interceptions was crazy in that game too. Like, oh my god, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz should have been credited with at least five more interceptions if it wasn't for just the 49ers <laughs> not being able to catch the fucking ball. Like yeah. it was rough to watch that game, but, but it was, it was a train wreck. You just couldn't look away. You had to watch the whole thing to the end to really see. Well, it was, it was exciting. Was going on. It was exciting. Yeah, it was. Like it d- was. despite being, despite being crappy weather in a messy game, because when you get a messy game like that, it goes one of two ways. It's either really exciting and it's a dog fight or it's just, really crappy football and hard to watch yeah um this was a very exciting game i I mean i loved it i last night's game you know seattle and new orleans wasn't super exciting and i mean the weather wasn't even half as bad but 
I, I was at least glad that like that San Francisco um, Indy Indianapolis game. That was, I mean, it was exciting. There was, you know, you're on the edge of your seat because, you know, a lot of, a lot of turnovers, a lot of good field position that didn't always amount to a whole lot. And, it was, a, it was a fun game. It was a fun game. It was a. It was definitely the game despite that I did messy. not think I would enjoy to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like dis, that, like despite despite being sloppy, it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot. It was it was it was like that is the football that you would play with your buddies on a rainy Saturday and just go out to the fields and just throw the ball around it and shit. Like it was just good old fashioned fun football. I'm a big fan of that. Although I do want to say one thing about the no fun league. Okay, these taunting calls have to fucking stop. All right, I am sick and tired of them already. It hasn't even been a full season yet. And bro, yeah. let me tell you, the fact that it's a 15-yard penalty, like fine, if you want to call it, make it a 5-yard penalty. Don't make it a first down plus 5 yards. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, it, it just let the players celebrate. Yeah. These guys they, are playing a game. This is a they're, game. They're grown-ass men. They have well, I, I hope they have thick skin if they're grown-ass men. Seriously. Um, if you can't take somebody pointing at you and saying an insult, then there's problems. No, honestly, and, and I, I get if it goes over the top, and if you if you say something bad in the earshot of a ref, yeah, you, you get unsportsman like it's always been like that. Unsportsman like then, that's fine. Give it unsportsman like conduct. Don't give me a fucking taunting call. Yeah, but I, you know, my point is like that also has to like cater to like. Uh, the content of what you're saying, uh, yeah. just pointing at somebody or waving at somebody, yeah, like, or like, on. or like, or like Tyreek's Hill, Hills thing where he like puts up the peace sign as he's running past somebody into the end zone. <laughs> I mean, that shouldn't be a pet. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, let people celebrate. Absolutely, right? let people celebrate. This isn't soccer. This isn't the NBA where we have a bunch of soft people playing our sport. These are grown ass, tough men playing a game where they run their heads into other people's heads okay they're not soft they can take a fucking point or someone waving at them while they run into the end zone so let's stop coddling these people like they're fucking fifth graders who have get their feelings hurt easy okay let's treat these men like men and let's have some fun playing football and not worry about this prima donna shit going on in other sports like the nba for example james harden don't get me wrong we're only like three or four games in He's having his worst season yet because he's not getting to the line because he's not getting those shooting fouls that he would normally get because they cut back on calling shooting fouls like when it's like a weird position or some shit like that. I don't on know. On the pussy fouls. Yeah, but it's it's made it for great basketball because these refs are looking at these players laying on the oh, ground like, get your yeah, ass up and yeah, go yeah, make yeah, yeah. that play. You know what I'm talking about? Well, because they, they made adjustments in the NBA yeah. for the season for, for the fouls for like jumping into people. Like you can't like just jump into somebody intentionally anymore. Which they needed to um, do to the, because that was even a flag. Yeah, because you get somebody in the air and you're not even trying to make the ball; you're just jumping into them so you can get three free throws. Yeah, but exactly. um, I, I mean, AJ, I've got I think uh, you know two more NFL games that All right, at let's least talk about them. Let's hit them real quick. Um, Carolina Panthers at the New York Giants, Sam. Darnold getting benched yet. Still their starter. Yeah, Matt Rule says he's still their starter. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess, like, 
Tua, this happened to Tua last year. Tua was the starter, but then he would get benched for Fitz Magic in fourth quarter and stuff like that. So it's not, I would say it's not uncommon in the NFL right now, but who the hell went in for him? Who's their backup? I forgot the name. Uh, PJ Washington, who he's from the he XFL, was, right? He was the, the stud of the XFL. Yeah, he that's was right. Like, um, you know, the five and oh before the season got canceled houston uh roughnecks i think it That's was right. yeah the houston and he was he, He's a he was he was playing really good i mean he was backing up teddy bridgewater last year uh yeah i mean pj washington can play he can he um, can absolutely play like shout out to him for getting playing time and everything but if you're sam Darnold, was ha- you're not feeling good i was happy to see this because you know i am so on the sam darnold as a bust train well, i'm very aware and Oh my God! One more, one more game getting benched, and he's like not getting benched for like a partial game. He's oh, benched, yeah. benched. Um, and what did I say? What did I say after after they started three and zero? I said they're crap. I said they're still a crap team. Although I did think they were going to start six and two after that three and zero start. True, I did think um, they were going to start a little hotter than they are. And then I said they were going to lose what eight of their next nine games after starting six and two. Um, they're not even going to start six and two anymore. They're probably still going to lose eight of their last nine games. Uh, this Carolina team's like looking like a five to six win team. Yeah. Despite starting three, no, um, crazy to think they're over under got up to what, like eight and a half, nine and, and a half, half at some point eight and a half at one point. Yeah. That shit was insane. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. Bad. Well, so- Carolina looks, Carolina looks bad. They do, but hey, shout out to uh, Danny Dimes looking like OBJ out there with the one-handed catch. <laughs> shout you out. Mean, uh, Daniel Beckham Jr. <laughs> Honestly, he made – so Danny Dimes might just be playing the wrong position, you know? I mean, what, last year he clocked the fastest time out of any ball runner? I mean, minus um, the trip, yeah. Well, it was before the trip that he clocked, but he clocked yeah. the fastest time out of anybody running with the ball last season. Um, this season, he's out there making a one-handed catch. Um, he's an athlete, bro. He's an dude, athlete. Dude's, dude's a very solid athlete. I'm not going to disagree with that. He's just not a great quarterback. Not the best quarterback <laughs> out there. But, hey, hey, we still got a long season ahead of us. He's still got some time to develop. Noah, last thoughts on the NFL season. Any other games you want to – I'm sorry, on the NFL week. Any yes. other games you wanted to cover? Yes, we need to talk about a team that you laughed at me when I said they were going to make the playoffs. I'm still probably going to laugh at you. The Las Vegas Raiders. Ha! Ha! Five and two. Five and two. Top of the division. This team's legit. And, and guess what? Now that Gruden's gone – Derek Carr is being forced to be a leader. And he, you know, Gruden's a huge personality. Carr was never like the ultimate leader of that team. Now Derek Carr is the leader of that team. And it is looking beautiful. It is looking beautiful. I don't know. I think this, this, this might be John Gruden stepping down might be what elevates Derek Carr to an elite quarterback status. I might, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, fully saying he's elite yet but Derek Carr might be on track to be an elite quarterback in the NFL hey I'll give you that dude's good and he can run an offense I mean I'll give you that I don't don't love the Raiders defense it's much better than it was last year but 
that offense is dangerous. I think it can hang in there with pretty much anybody. No, yeah, and I want to agree with you completely. I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback, and I agree. I think John Gruden being out of that building is definitely going to help him step in as a leader. And I, I do, I will say, I do like these last two weeks what he has done with this team and this offense. You know, with that being said, though, there's a liability. That defense is a liability, and I don't know if this offense can score I, I enough points that, to cover the. I defense. don't know that. I don't know that it's as much of a liability as it was. I mean, obviously not as much as last year, but I don't not know if it's that much of a, I don't think it's, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know that it's that much of a lie. I mean, it, uh, like it, as far as that division goes, I mean, the Chargers defense isn't anything to brag about. The Chiefs is obviously one of the worst in the league. Denver is not what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, Denver, yeah, obviously yeah. the, the one of those four teams that doesn't have an, like high-powered offense either. Yeah, and looking um, at their schedule, I mean, they have a pretty easy schedule. You know, this may so, be a playoff team. You might be right. And I need to eat crow on this. And, and I still – I'm still holding on just not as confidently about this division producing three playoff teams because I have doubts about the Chiefs. The I Chiefs are the team. The Chiefs are the team that is – giving me doubts about my take from a couple weeks ago about this T this division producing three playoff teams. Yeah. But I like the chargers. I like the Raiders. Um, if the chiefs can just figure their shit out, this could still be a, a three playoff team division. Um, Definitely. It'll be interesting to see what happens we'll see. Uh, the rest of the season. Uh, we will be back later this week <laughs> with another degenerate takes a special edition degenerate takes covering the upcoming college basketball season. That'll be exciting. Noah, I know you and I are both extremely stoked for this, this basketball season. It's going to be lit. It's going to be electric, bro. I'm so excited for it. We'll also be back later this week with the degenerate bets for both college bat, excuse me, college football and NFL. We may even throw a little bit of MLB NBA in there. If we're feeling some spice going into it, please do though. Follow us on all social media, myself at broken one, Noah and underscore Engelbretson us on TikTok at degenerate take 69 and Spotify, YouTube, however you're listening, however you're watching, we do really appreciate. Please like, share, and subscribe as it does help us fight those bastard algorithms, bro. I still can't figure them out. I can't. I've, I've tried everything, but you know what, Noah? We're still going to keep fighting the good fight <laughs> against these algorithms and damn it, we will figure it we'll out. Get a, we'll, we'll get our traction eventually. Eventually, eventually, bro. We're on our way. With that being said, I've been the bro one that's been Noah, and we'll see you next time on Degenerate Takes.